As if the McCrispy couldn't get any better, bacon and ranch just entered the chat. The Bacon Ranch McCrispy, available at participating McDonald's for a limited time. Ba da ba ba ba. Hey guys, and welcome to this edition of the Heel Tough Blog Podcast, talking everything Carolina football. As you know, spring camp finished up this past weekend, and unfortunately, the team did not hold a spring game. But there are still some big storylines that have come out of spring, and we're going to talk about them today with the Daily Tar Heels' own Chapel Fowler, who covered the team. So Chapel will be on to talk here in about five minutes. So let's, you know, first take a look at the guys that were with the team last year but are currently not with the team as of this point and did not participate. Some of the big names, of course, are going to be Stanton Truitt, a guy that we got last year as a transfer. Unfortunately, he had to retire from football. All this according to Andrew Jones of Tar Heel Illustrated, of course, the Rivals.com affiliate for the Tar Heels. Um, you know, Stanton Truitt out. Uh, technically, he was on the spring roster, uh, but he will be no longer playing due to retirement. Tommy Hatton, of course, a similar situation as you guys know earlier in the year. A couple of the guys that, you know, didn't didn't quite retire but have moved on. Devin Perry has decided to graduate and move on, um, as well as Josh Cabrera. He's there, there are some rumors that he may end up trying to play elsewhere. Uh, Tom Sheldon, that's one that I think a lot of people really don't know about. Tom Sheldon was not actually in camp. And we heard that, I think, back from Taylor Vipolis earlier. But in case you guys did not hear that, Hunter Lent is going to be our punter this year. Tom Sheldon has moved on. He's going to pursue an NFL career. So the best of luck to Tom there. Joining uh, Andre Smith, of course, who left early. One of the other ones that I think a lot of people don't know about is Jordan Riley, the defensive tackle that we got last year, a true freshman who really showed a lot of promise. He is not with the team as of this fall. And rumor has it, and most people believe around the program, Program that he will not return to the team this fall. So, unfortunately, that's a big loss for the Tar Heels on the defensive line. Still, that unit is in pretty good shape, but that was a guy that had a lot of promise out of that spot from last year, from what we saw. I know he, um, I, I don't think he started, but I know he played a significant amount against Virginia and really from that point on. So, unfortunately, losing him. That, that's something that the Heels will have to adjust to, but expect guys to come into camp like Jaleel Taylor, who will come in in the fall, as well as Gavin Lewis, uh, two true freshmen that could end up hope, you know, hell, hopefully making up that spot that, he, that, that you lose in him. Uh, so yeah, you know we're going to get Chapel on here in just a minute. He should be uh, getting on the line here. Uh, just, he was uh, getting out of class is what he told me, so... We'll try to get him on as soon as we possibly can. But some of the other storylines, I know some of the positions that have been interesting. Uh, you know, quarterback, of course, is something that we're going to ask him about. One of the things about running back that I found interesting, I'm kind of wondering who's going to take over that number three running back role. From what I've heard, most people are saying that right now it's probably a battle between Antoine Branch and Jonathan Sutton. That's a battle, you know, that's kind of not going to be really talked about. You know, the quarterback battle is going to be one that's going to be focused on. The starting uh, number two wide receiver is going to be something that's going to get focused on. The number two cornerback position is going to be another area that's going to get focused on. But that backup running back position or the third string running back position, more 
along the lines of a third down back. That's kind of what Antoine Branch and Jonathan Sutton are going to bring. That's going to be an interesting storyline to keep an eye on as we head into fall camp. Another one that I think a lot of people aren't really talking about, but there will be a battle there, is going to be a tight end. I think a lot of people are kind of assuming that Brandon Fritz is going to take over that spot. We know Carl Tucker played well last year in the time that he saw before getting injured against Old Dominion, so don't count him out to take over that role again this year as a starter, possibly. And also, keep an eye on Jake Vargas. From what it seems, I think he's had a very good uh, spring camp as well. So keep an eye on him in the fall to potentially try to compete, maybe not to take the number one role, but to at least take some take some snaps away from Brandon Fritz and Carl Tucker later on this fall. So, you know, we're, we're definitely going to talk about a lot of stuff like that. We're going to talk uh, mostly about the quarterback battle, the offensive line battles that are going on down there. Of course, having to replace four starters there last year. So we'll take a look at that. Ask Chapel what he's seen from those guys down there and who he thinks are going to take over those positions. And we'll also definitely have to talk to him about some of the injuries concerns that could be coming out of camp. We know Jordan Brown was limited. Uh, Thomas Jackson did did not actually participate with the team, but that was due to injury. Uh, Tyler Powell was a number one, another one that set out. He was granted an extra year, but don't don't know if that was an injury related thing or if he uh, just set out because he just didn't really want to come to spring camp. Uh, maybe just wanted to take some time off and try to rehabilitate something like that. So hopefully uh, we'll get some answers there. Chapel Fowler coming on here in just a few seconds. Hey, Chapel, how's it going, man? Hey, how you doing, Anthony? Good, man. Hey, thanks for coming on the show, man. Uh, you know, I know you're you're one of those guys that are really in tune with what's going on, so it's great to have you on, man. Yeah, I appreciate you having me, sure. Hey, no problem. So, um, I know you've been out there at spring practice. Uh, you know, with, with spring practice in the book, I think the biggest thing that everyone, of course, wants to know about is that quarterback situation. Right now, what are you seeing, and who do you think is going to emerge as of right now at that quarterback position? Um, at this point, I think it has to be Nathan Elliott's job to lose. Um, if I had to guess right now, I would say he starts the first game. Uh, I remember specifically against Miami at home, just the way that offense looked with him running it, um, it was kind of shades of the previous two seasons where they had all that success. There were, in that Miami game specifically, there were trick plays. I remember Ratliff Williams, I think he threw two passes and Elliott called a pass. And like just the offense looked more dynamic with him than it had in previous games with Chad Surratt, who's equally dynamic in his own way. But I saw in the last three games of the season, Nathan Elliott made a really strong case as a starter. Um, and I think at this point, it's his job to lose. Dude, yeah, I I know you know that Larry is kind of one of those guys that's a little hesitant on freshmen. Have either of the freshmen really looked looked impressive to you, or uh, you know, are they kind of in that spot where you know you look at them and say, well, they're freshmen, they'll have to wait to evolve. Uh, I think it's definitely the latter. Um, we're kind of limited in how much practice we see. It's just the third first thirty minutes, so we're not seeing anything. Uh, super serious or any specific drills that are kind of determining who's going to be at that spot. But I think that what you said regarding Fedora is definitely true. He is hesitant with freshmen and defers to the more experienced person, regardless of position. So I agree with that, that it's, it's Elliot and Surratt have to be the two front runners at this point. 
Yeah, on the offensive line, that's another area where we have a lot of turnover from last year. Um, I, you know, I know entering the spring, there were kind of some guys that were kind of penciled into those spots. Does it seem like they're the the guys that were penciled in are probably still going to be the guys right now, or has there been any of the younger guys that have maybe emerged to overtake them? Yeah, I thought the offensive line was definitely a point of interest last season. Not only the turnover coming into the season, but just all of the injuries and position switches. I know uh, there was the whole saga with Khalil Rogers. He retired for a few days and then came back to the team, and then there were injuries, and Cam Diller got hurt for a while, and he came back. Um, and that's not like UNT, because for the past few years, they've had a pretty consistent offensive line. Um, in terms of returners, um, I think Charlie Heck is going to be penciled in um, at the other spots. I'm scrolling through their roster now. Um, I have not heard much about any of the new offensive linemen, but it looks like I'm seeing Heck as my uh, standout. Um, I know Mason Beal has been with him for now. This is his third year. Um, He's a good Twitter follow, by the way. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mason is uh, Mason is definitely something. So, yeah. I mean, that's you know, that's kind of good. I guess that it seems like everything's kind of staying staying pretty solid across the line. Um, you know, I know one thing that we've seen from some of the other reporters, and and we we kind of know it every year. Some of these freshmen that come in early are really going to stand out. Has there been any freshmen that have so far stood out to this point? Maybe ones that Larry has really talked about a lot in uh, in the pressers. Uh, I've heard I've heard some about Diane Brown from uh, I believe it was West Met. Um, I've heard some good things about him in spring practice, and probably above all. I mean, not specific to spring practice, but the whole Jordan Adams, not really a saga, just the decision he has to make. I think that's so enthralling because, at least in the time I've been around the team, there hasn't been a decision like that. And the fact that not only he's not just a gimmicky football player that's playing baseball because he's fast, like he has legitimate MLB talent, um, as it was shown at the National High School Invitational in Cary. Um, I think that's the dominant story for the early entrance, although he's not an early entry with the team. The fact that he's doing all this work with Green Hope and guarding the LB attention, I think that is one of the strongest stories of the summer because obviously he's a four-star receiver and one of their best incoming recruits. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, that's one that, you know, I know, I know uh, Ross Martin at Inside Carolina tried to ask Larry about that, and that really didn't go over too well. Um, so I'm thinking that is definitely a concern from, from everybody at this point. Um, I mean, there, you haven't heard anything on whether or not, what, like, what's going to happen with that situation, have you? Uh, I've heard nothing. Uh, purely based off his parents' Twitter accounts, um, I think they're the type of parents that just are happy to retweet um, praise for their son, so it's probably not to buy into too much, but, like, they are definitely – they seem like they're really bought into both the football and baseball career. Um, they're retweeting a lot of highlights of him at the National High School Invitational. Um, we posted a story about Adams' decision. His mom actually, uh, she quote tweeted it with one of the uh, emojis, like a thanking emoji, like a hmm. And I don't think it was in a bad way. I think it was in like a hmm, interesting, like he had some great stock way. Um, but personally, yes, I've heard nothing. Um, I think it's going to be an awesome, it's a, incredible thing to watch out for though uh like i said i've never seen anything like it at least in my time covering college sports so i think it's going to be an 
in to keep up with. Yeah, for sure. I mean, the closest thing that I can remember is kind of the Russell Wilson story, but that was his junior <laughs> yeah, year. Definitely. So it's it's so much different, you know, a kid coming straight out of high school. Um, yeah, so turning the page just a little bit, you know, the, the one th- the, the last thing I was really going to ask you focuses kind of on the injuries. I know that Thomas Jackson had to sit out because of the leg injury that he suffered last year in camp to try to rehab. Uh, William Sweet has also been out, and Jordan Brown uh, was limited for times during during the spring. Are there any other like real injury concerns, or to this point, are we still relatively clear? I believe a few practices ago, um, Fedora was mentioning that it was one of his healthiest practices in a while. Um, I think injury wise, they seem pretty much in the clear. I definitely agree that uh, the Thomas Jackson that return I think is a little bit underrated, just because I feel like not a lot of people knew that he was returning. Like, yes, he was a senior, but he got that medical red shirt, as you said. Um, so Austin Prohl's gone, but here's Thomas Jackson coming back. Uh, people were talking all during last camp about, like, his leadership abilities and how fiery and inspiring he was. So for a young wide receiver group that has plenty of potential within it, I think he's going to be a huge factor. Yeah, I totally agree with you there, especially I mean, you look at the fact that you know the first two games that he played in last year, he had, um, I know it was, I think it was like four catches for 97 yards, but he also had two touchdowns, which was more than Prohl at the time. So, yeah, I think a lot of people, you're right, they're definitely underrating him coming back, especially with the, the amount of talent that we have in that wide receiver core. I know one of the other things, uh, if you don't mind me asking real quick, I know that Anthony Ratliff-Williams has been really a big focus. You know, a lot of people saying he even took a step forward uh, this spring. Have you noticed that so far, and have you seen him step his play up? I think he really made a turn against uh, against Louisville. That was a game that I covered last year, and uh, that was when he got his first career question on a kick return. Um, and he was talking post-game about him and uh, Ryan Switzer. They were actually talking over Snapchat just saying, um, like, like Anthony Ratliff-Williams was like, I know what time's coming, and Switzer was like, yes, it is, you just have to wait. And now he finally burst through, and through the rest of that season, I just thought he was such a dynamic player. I mean, he had kick return touchdowns, receiving. I think he threw one touchdown. The game against Pittsburgh, of course, stands out. Um, right. I think he, he can only go up from this point. Um, he's coming into the season, in my opinion, as their best offensive threat. Um I mentioned the Elliott trick plays. I feel like in the last three, four games, they really utilized his skill set as a former quarterback, of course, um, to its like full potential. And that's probably who I am most excited to watch next year. Um, he developed a ton as a redshirt sophomore. I feel like he'll develop even more as a redshirt junior. I know he led the team in yardage and touchdowns, I believe, last year. And maybe with some stability at the quarterback position, that will those stats will um, get even better. I think they should have a little all right, man. Hey, thanks for coming on, man. Some great stuff. Uh, and uh, tell the tell the people where to follow you at, man. Yeah, uh, so you can follow DTH Sports on Twitter. It's at DTH Sports. Um, you can also follow our main account, Daily Tar Hill, at Daily Tar Hill. And personally, I am on Twitter as at Chapel Fowler. That's my first name, last name. Uh, some pretty simple, uh, pretty simple at names, though. <laughs> All right, man. Hey, thanks for coming on, man. You have a great day, okay? I appreciate it. Thank you. All right, man. All right, Chapel Fowler of the Daily Tar Heels. Great stuff there, guys. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, you know, we, we heard him talking about some of the main storylines that are coming out of camp. 
He says that he thinks it's going to be Nathan Elliott and Chaz Surratt, and I kind of agree with them. I think those are going to be the two guys. You know, I was kind of encouraged by Jace Ritter and Cade Fortin coming in, but I think, you know, freshmen in this offense, it's really hard to adjust to as complex of an offense as they run. But you never really know. We've seen it the last couple of years throughout college football, so I thought maybe there was a shot. But, you know, as I said on this podcast a couple of weeks ago, when Larry said that he felt that the freshmen were kind of in the same spot as most of his other freshmen, that was kind of the sign right there that, hey, these guys are not anything, you know, they're not ahead of these other freshmen that we've had. So really don't expect a freshman to start. Unless one of them goes nuts in fall camp, I think, you know, Chapel's right, and I think most of the fan base is thinking along the same lines that it's going to be Elliott or Surratt. And right now, you know, as we heard from him, he thinks that Elliott has a little bit of an edge. Good thing to hear that the injuries are really not that much of a concern. Love that quote from Larry. That's something that, especially after last year, having as many guys as we did, 21 on season ending, uh, you know, IR per se. You know, the, that, that's something good to hear that, you know, a lot of the guys are healthy and then we're going to bring back, you know, a guy like Thomas Jackson. We're going to bring back maybe a guy like Tyler Powell if he ends up taking his medical redshirt year. So, you know, to be able to have guys like that come in, come off of injuries and hopefully come out there and have some effect, that would be huge for fall camp. I think most of the spots that we look at uh, along, you know, the f- throughout the entire team, I think are in pretty good shape. The linebacking core, which was once a concern, really is no longer that much of a concern, at least from what we've seen on Twitter from Taylor Vipolis, who we had on just a couple of weeks ago. You know, he told me back then that it wasn't a concern, and really, even as you know, spring camp has continued to progress. I think it's gotten even better for those guys. I think right now the starters are probably going to be Cole Holcomb is a definite. Jonathan Smith, I think, is another one that you can pretty much write in pen. You know, write in pen uh, on your predicted rosters if you're going to do that. Um, you know, it seems like he's going to start there. And then I think at the other outside linebacker position, it's probably going to be Dominic Ross. I think Malik Robinson still got something for him, but I feel like Dominic Ross, from everything that I've heard, is really taking another step up. So he's having a good uh, spring as well. If he can have a good fall camp, I think that will still be his position. But you're looking at the guys behind him. I mean, Malik Robinson's going to be there at outside linebacker, more than likely. Jeremiah Gamel is going to be there in the middle. And then on the other, at the other outside linebacker position, and they've actually moved Allen Artis back down from safety. They had him at linebacker before last year, moved him back to safety last year. Now they're going to move him down to linebacker again. He's going to be the guy that's probably going to be that number two behind probably Cole Holcomb, that weak side linebacker that can come in and really give somebody a look in coverage. That's something that the Heels are really looking forward to. Also, you're going to be seeing... A guy like Matthew Flint, who's going to come in there at that outside linebacker position, another athletic guy who's going to come in in the fall. So there are a lot of good, talented players on this team. And a lot of these areas that we started out the spring with concerns at are really not all that concerning anymore. One of the other things I wanted to talk about here on the show before I do run is the fact of the 2019 recruiting class. I addressed it last week with my buddy Josh Marlowe on here, but a lot has changed since then. Jaden Curry, the 2019 cornerback that we had signed to the class, a three-star from IMG Academy down in Bradenton, Florida, he actually decommitted from the Tar Heels. Now, this shouldn't come as much 
much of a shock to people considering that he was tied to the last coaching staff with Terry Joseph and DeAndre Smith. DeAndre Smith was actually his lead recruiter. Terry Joseph, of course, the position guy. So he was his secondary recruiter. At this point, both of those guys have moved on. DeAndre Smith out at Utah State as their running backs coach. And Terry Joseph went over to Notre Dame as their safeties coach. So you know, it's not really that shocking. I don't think it's something that a lot of Toriel fans should be overly concerned about at this point. But the fact that we only have two commitments in this class is definitely something that I think a lot of people are taking notice of. It's not something to be, as I just said, overly concerned about. It is April, and these guys that are on the staff, like Tommy Thigpen and Robert Gillespie, they are proven recruiters. So, let them work their work themselves in. Let them get you know through spring camp like they have now. Now they're going to go out and hit the recruiting trail really hard before they have to come back for fall camp. That's remember that doesn't start till August. So pretty much from now until then is going to be mostly focused on recruiting and trying to get these guys in. One thing that I think uh, a lot of people will kind of say is a little bit concerning as well is the fact that in-state quarterback, four-star quarterback. Uh, Sam Howell, who went to, uh, who goes to Indian Trail, uh, or excuse me, Sun Valley High School here in Indian Trail, he ends up committing to Florida State over Carolina. I don't think it's really something that a lot of people should be too shocked about. Florida State's one of the better schools recruiting-wise in the country, and he had narrowed his top three down to Florida State, Clemson, and Florida. So that's not something that you're going to say, well, the Tar Heels are probably going to beat them every time on the recruiting trail. How did they beat us this time? That's not going to happen. So if you're really shocked by that, I I don't really know what to tell you. I think we could all see it coming when he started getting these bigger offers. You know, it does hurt a little bit, but the Tar Heels are going to offer more guys in this class. Keep an eye on uh, three-star dual threat John Reese Plumley out of Hattiesburg, Mississippi. That's one that a lot of people think that, you know, Larry has good ties to. There are some SEC offers there that could be a little bit concerning, but if Larry's really hell-bent on going and getting him, definitely watch for him to at least give it some sort of run. So, you know, I'm not really too concerned about this class just yet. So anybody that is, let's take a step back. We still got a lot of time to go in this class, but you know, if it starts coming around to August and this class is still at two recruits, that is when it may be time to panic. So I want to thank you guys for listening. Of course, thank uh, Chapel Fowler from the Daily Tar Heel Sports Section for coming and talking to us today about everything Carolina football. So uh, we're going to sign off for today. As always, you can uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Future Tar Heel. Um, follow my Facebook account Anthony Pagnata as well I'll be posting all my blog articles on there some great stuff on the blog right now and some great stuff about to go up uh, as you know we we close a spring camp and get ready to turn towards fall camp which will kick off in August so I want to thank you guys for listening and as always go Tar Heels